Why did Nehemiah close the gates at night for Sabbath? It's time to resolve the doctrines of men once and for all on this story. Nehemiah chapter 13, 15 through 22, has a rare account where the prophet was responding to merchants who were coming into the city of Jerusalem from afar. That's what he says. Scholars can't seem to be able to read, but that's okay. Uh, We'll set it straight. Uh, They had all kinds of goods to sell in the market, including fish. Uh, They were selling them on the Sabbath, which is, of course, against the Sabbath law. No buying, no selling on the Sabbath. Now, some of the merchants were bringing goods all the way, as far away as from Tyre. At least the merchants were from there uh, originally. Now, that includes fish. They were fishermen. All right, now, there's a dynamic there involved. When did they catch fish in Bible times? Hmm, interesting. They used to fish with nets. Uh, Nets are easier for a fish to see during the daytime. So guess when they fished? Well, the Bible tells us they fished at night. That's what it says. We'll show you a couple in a second. And in what condition would they bring those fish? Uh, Would they be day-old fish? No. No, no, no. Come on. Anybody who eats fish, we like it fresh, right? I mean, that is the preference. Well, it was then, too. That didn't change in ancient times. Uh, Yes, of course, and we've covered uh, the story of Tobit, where uh, Tobias had to preserve the fish for a 10-day journey, uh, which, you know, some try to uh, ridicule the text over that, yet the fish was large enough. And, oh, they had preservation techniques. So, yeah, they can get fish to last longer, especially when it's cooked. Uh, And Tobias did cook it. But we're not talking about for travel here. We're talking about in their homes to cook and to serve. So the fish actually are the key to this whole timeline. Because he shut the gates. Well, at the same time he shut the gates, the fishermen were just going out. Oh, duh. That's not Sabbath. That doesn't fit the Sabbath. It doesn't work. What does work is a merchant catching their goods, bringing them to the market in the dark hours before sunrise so they could all be set up and ready to sell fresh by sunrise. That's how markets work. That's how markets still work today in many cases, though, of course, they are daily markets, uh, which, you know, may be a little different, but not necessarily that much. But regardless, you try to set up your market so that when the gates open, Boom, you're ready to sell, right? Or you could lose sales. It just makes sense, Uh, especially something like fish, uh, because someone's going to want to get the first supply, so it's the freshest. Yeah, and we'll cover at the end. It's not a mystery as to how the gates operated in Jerusalem, because the prophet Ezekiel tells us when they were open for the Sabbath, and it wasn't the night before. Duh, because the Sabbath didn't start the night before. Now, we'll show you the scripture. Hang on. Now, Tyre was right next door, right? Uh, No, it was 160 kilometers or 100 miles north of Jerusalem. That's a long ways away that they were bringing goods and Tyre's fishermen would go out at night. That's what the gospels say. Hello. Uh, Why? Well, they fish with nets. The fish can't see them 
uh, at night as easily as they can during the day. So it was a much higher success rate at night, which is why Peter went out at night to fish. I, I read the Gospels. Uh, so basically, fish are also livelier at night, uh, very common. Uh, and actually, uh, I grew up in a fishing town, and uh, there are many that go out uh, in the night, uh, in the dark hours, very, very early in the morning, two, three o'clock, you know, in the morning, uh, and they'll fish at that time. Um, now, in order to then, because there's logistics involved here that said scholar, well, they may not be aware of, because they're, they're not experts necessarily in business. They're not experts in buying and selling. They're, they're experts in their church doctrine. That's what they're experts in. Not even the Bible, unfortunately. And this is something where it's hard to believe they can get this so wrong, but they do. In order to sell fresh fish in the market at sunrise uh, for fishermen who would fish at night, well, let's see, how would that work? Uh, they would likely do so off the coast of Israel, of course, because these fish are going to Jerusalem. Uh, and then they had to transport them from the coastline to the city, which is inland. So they fish at night, then have to get that catch to market before sunrise. But those fishermen would not typically be the ones that they would stay and sell the goods in the market themselves. No, They'd be someone, usually family in those ages especially, but even today for many, uh, that would go in before the Sabbath. Ah, you know, like the night before the Sabbath. So that they could set up the basic operation and they could sleep there and get a good night's sleep. So they wake up early in the morning, receive especially fish for those that were going to sell fish, get everything set up once and for all, put the final touches on it, and when the bell rings at sunrise, boom, there you go. They're ready to begin selling already. That's the way it works. The fisherman would go home and sleep. I mean, that is the norm. And, he, you know, he was no, he was no merchant uh, selling in a market. He's the guy catching the fish, right? So they'd have to set up the booth. They'd have to do all of those things, <clears throat> And some of them were bringing goods as far as from Tyre, a hundred miles away, a long ways away. So they obviously had to come in at night. Uh, and some of them were journeying all day, the day before, uh, even just to get there. I mean, it, it, some of them would have a lot of goods. I mean, you know, there's so much to this. There's, there's so much involved when you're pulling off an event that maybe the common man doesn't think of. But scholars should know better than to even chime in on a passage like this that is about the setting up of a market uh, from foreigners from far away. Uh, it's just nonsensical to view this as, oh, well, he closed the gates of the Sabbath and that, uh, that was at sunset because, you know, that would have stopped the merchants from doing what? From doing nothing. <laughs> they were already in. It's too late. They'd set up a space the night before while their fishermen would be catching the fish. They'd complete the setup in the morning after getting a good night's rest. That's the way it works. So protecting Israel from profaning the Sabbath by buying and selling, the scripture says, Nehemiah would stop these merchants from coming in. When did they come in? The night before the Sabbath began. Not at sunrise when the Sabbath begins. No, Nehemiah was much smarter than most scholars, apparently. 
because uh, they obviously don't even bother to look up how a market operates in order to even comment on a passage like this. They have no right. They have no expertise. He would close the gates the night before the Sabbath. That's what the passage actually says, even. Uh, they would not be opened until after Sabbath. Uh, so basically, he was closing them for a day and a half, not just on the Sabbath hours only. Uh, the thinking that markets miraculously set themselves up in minutes is ridiculous and oblivious to how a market operates. If Nehemiah would have waited till the Sabbath began to close the gates, who would he stop from selling in doing so? Again, for someone who understands the process, we all know, no one. Ridiculous. For they would already be inside. Merchants would arrive the night before, and all hours of the night, likely, especially the fishermen bringing in their fish, because it depends, you know, on their timing. They don't always cut off at the same hour, uh, and some would cut off earlier than others. Some may arrive at you know, 3 a.m. Some might arrive at 5 a.m. Uh, some might arrive at 5.30 just before it's time to begin selling. Either way, it doesn't matter. The point is the fish would be fresh. They'd be coming right from the sea and everything ties. And that's how you read this passage. Practically, the whole night would be for logistics because that's the way events work. You have to get the merchandise set up there and set up to start selling at sunrise, which the fishermen didn't do. Someone else was doing that. So if Sabbath began at sundown, when the gates were closed, oops, they're already inside and already set up. And that thinking is absolute nonsense. So the merchants responded once or twice, says Nehemiah, or really Ezra the prophet wrote this, they tried selling the merchandise over the walls, right? So imagine fish and goods and sacks of money being interchanged and tossed back and forth over the large walls. Wow, uh, it, that would have been a sight to see. Nehemiah then put a stop to that workaround, and that's what it was. That was the workaround response to his initial closing of the gates to stop the merchants from coming in. Some read the passage and only read that fragment and say, oh, well, see, <laughs> no, duh. <laughs> yeah, they were selling on the Sabbath in both scenarios. But the first scenario is the merchants were coming in, setting up and getting ready to sell their goods for the Sabbath and even bringing them in early in the morning, uh, like things like fish that were time sensitive. This proves, of all things, that the Sabbath begins the next morning, not at sundown, for those who understand events. Scholars don't. When the gates were first closed at sunset, for a reason, to stop the merchants from coming in and to protect the Sabbath, which began the next morning. And by the way, it's not like we don't have biblical precedents for how the gates operated, ah, beginning on Sabbath, at sunrise. What? I'll show you. Hang on. We'll get there. Here it is. So how did the Bible practice work prior to this? Ezekiel the prophet tells us he specifies for the Sabbath, the gates were opened essentially at sunrise for the Sabbath, you know, when it began. And 
then they would actually close the gates in the evening, still on the Sabbath. Oops, the Sabbath, according to Ezekiel, and regarding the gates, even in traditional practice, began at sunrise. So the gates prove that sunset is wrong. The lunar calendar is wrong. The Babylonian occult uh, practice of Judaism is absolutely profane. The gates were opened all day during Sabbath, says Ezekiel, and closed at night. This does not progress as Sabbath beginning at sundown, nor does the Bible ever. Wow. Watch When Does the Bible Day Begin series, where we cover a massive amount of scripture on this topic, uh, which takes us in this direction. We proved it out, uh, and we even admitted uh, in our Sabbath series, the, I think one of the first videos, that before we began this research, we actually kept the Sabbath beginning at sundown, uh, following uh, really Messianic Judaism where we learned it from, and then when we tested it, we found out that is a complete lie. It begins at sunrise. The sun is the measure for days, weeks, months, years, Sabbaths of years, jubilees, and even the four seasons. According to the book of Jubilees, according to Enoch, uh, first Enoch, of course, uh, and actually, according to the Bible throughout, which we find hundreds of passages. It's not a few. Uh, you won't find one that ever says the Bible starts at sundown. Even the feasts that we keep hearing, oh, but what about unleavened bread and Passover? That starts in the evening. Yes, the event was an evening event. However, look at the dates that the Bible charts there. Put them on a chart, and you'll find out that the date, the physical date change, occurs in between, not at sunset, because sun, sunrise begins the day, never sunset. Uh, you look at atonement, it's the same thing. They're missing the other verse in Leviticus that gives the detail that it begins on the ninth at sunset uh, of Ethanim and ends on the 10th at sunset on Ethanim, a 24-hour physical day with two calendar dates. Duh, that means the date changes somewhere in between. Yeah, at sunrise. Now, watch our Sabbath series, uh, also restoring the uh, where when does the Bible Day Begin series, uh, and read our 432-page book where we cover this, uh, especially in a detailed chapter, Rest the Case for Sabbath, available free in ebook, or you can get it in print at restsabbath.org. There's over a thousand scriptures in that book. There's over 200 historical references in that book. Guys, we are not playing around. This is a bedrock doctrine of the New Testament, and it always has been, and it always will be. Or for our other books, go to ophirinstitute.com, and you can find them free in ebook. Uh, except for Bible History Illustrated, which is free in animated video form, uh, which was our preference for that. Uh, always remember, prove all things for yourself. Yah bless to everyone.
about 382 AD. In the days of Jerome, known for the Latin Vulgate, a new term began to circulate in Bible scholarship, according to R.H. Charles. Certain texts of historical value, and even canon, were now labeled as something other than inspired scripture. The very concept is a clear redefining of books already in existence, and in most cases, text recorded as inspired scripture and Bible canon now somehow in question by those without any such authority. This paradigm remains today even further rooted as if it ever represented the historical approach to these Old Testament texts as some vet as truth. How do these texts stand up to the Torah test? The answer on many of these books will likely shock especially scholars who have never actually conducted such research, which becomes evident. It's not in their paradigm. This canon was already chosen before there were Pharisees in Jerusalem and before there was ever a Catholic church. Those factions do not get to legitimately form councils to vote on that, which was already settled, fact, long before, even in archaeology. You are entering a zone for truth with our new Apocrypha Test series. Follow along, and together we will dispel the myths of modern scholarship. And man, are they profoundly lacking in intellect on this topic you will see not anymore download your copies of volume one and volume two of our comprehensive apocrypha research free in ebook today or get your copies at apocryphatest.com all links are there we now begin